Good morning, City Light. What an honor to be with you today, especially as we finish strong in our celebration of Christmas and we turn our focus to a new year. I am certainly ready for 2021. I want you to know that all of us here at the assembly, we pray for you, we love you, and we love what God is doing at City Light. Your pastor and his sweet family, they are like family to us. And so we're with you, heart and soul. I'm absolutely convinced that 2021 is going to be your best year yet. To anchor our hearts in the kind of power that gets us ready for what God's going to do. I want to invite you to Romans 8. This is one of my favorite chapters. It begins by saying there's no condemnation. Just that alone is overwhelming and awesome. It concludes by saying there's no separation. In between, we're taught how to live in victory, in great expectation, in great faith, how to live the kind of life that experiences what God has for us. I'm going to read some leading verses from verse 28 through the end of the chapter. And I pray that his word comes so strong to your heart today. Romans 8, 28 says that we know all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. The verse before you says it this way. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Focus in on the fact that we know. It's cognitive. Feelings are real, but they're not always true. So we have to be determined by what is true. Something that we, that can anchor us, that we know. And it says here, that we know all things comprehensively. Please know that each individual thing in life in and of itself is not good, but like ingredients in something awesome. When each ingredient, each thing in life is mixed together comprehensively, God works it for the good. Please focus that the goal of God's working in your life and mine is for the good. It's something that you have to know. You have to know that when days are difficult. You have to know that when you're trusting God and, and it, it's so hard. So we know that all things are working and the goal of the working is good. In 1915, a little town in Alabama called Enterprise, Alabama, they had a plague of bow weevils and it destroyed their one crop. They were a one crop economy. And as they would grow cotton and they experienced this plague, it not only destroyed the crop, it destroyed their economy. It was horrible. It devastated their community, but it forced them to think differently. So they diversified and they planted many different crops. And by 1919, they were experiencing the greatest economy in their history. They literally built a plaque as a memorial to the plague. And I want you to see what it says. It says, in profound appreciation of this 
boll weevil plague. Can you imagine? In 1915, no one in that little community was giving appreciation for what created the devastation. But notice, the goal of the working forced creative thinking, and they moved and diversified until they were in their best day. Now, I'm not ready to build a plaque over our pandemic. I don't know that those words would really edify anybody at this point. But I do believe that in time, we're going to see the goal of the working of God in this time. Because Romans 8 is not neutralized by the season we've been going for, going through. Romans 8 is not on the shelf until this difficult time is over. Because Romans 8 is still in place, I believe the time comes where we can look back and see the things that happened that created growth, creativity, innovation, and transformation. The time will come because the goal of the working of God is always good. I want you now to see this next passage, verse 31. It says a question. What then shall we say in response to these things? Next question. If God is for us, who can be against us? I can think of a lot that's against us. Just to name a few, there's Satan, there's sin. And this season has really been against us. But what you have to know is this verse is arguing from the greater to the lesser. That's the logic. Because Paul writes that God did not spare his son, but freely gave him up for us all. And if he did that, will he not also help us in all things? If God would give his son, and then Jesus would give his life and win the total victory by taking your place and mine and rising victoriously, then we can be anchored in this hope that God is for us. Therefore, nothing or no one can be against us. Verse 35, the next question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He then mentions seven things. Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? The answer, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Notice, it doesn't say we won't have hardship, famine, persecution. It just says that we will not be conquered by those things. But in fact, those things are used. God doesn't cause them, but because of the goal of God's working is good, they are used to keep us fresh. It was years ago that West Coast restaurants wanted to put cod on their menu. Now, cod was an East Coast fish, and so they had to figure out how to transport it. So uh, they caught and processed the cod, shipped it on ice, but when it arrived and was prepared, uh, it was not fresh. It, it had lost its texture. It was tough, and they couldn't keep it on the menu. 
So they thought, okay, we've got to change the way we transport it. They started transporting the cod in huge tanks and they transported them alive. Then when they arrived, they would process them, prepare them and serve them. Still, they had lost their texture. Finally, in one last effort, someone said, put a few catfish in every tank because catfish are an enemy to cod. And what happened is over the transport, it kept the cod moving. You see, without an enemy, they became stagnant and they lost their freshness, their texture. But by putting the catfish in the tank, when they arrived, they processed them and they were perfect. I want you to know that 2020 has been our catfish. It's been hard, difficult. There's been famine financially and physically. There's been such pressure. But I don't believe that we will be weaker because of Romans 8, this very chapter that we're looking into right now. I believe that the hardship, the pressure, the famine, I believe that it is going to keep us fresh. It keeps us moving deeper in the word of God, moving and pressing in prayer and worship. So be encouraged today that in all of these things, we're going to be fresh. We're going to be more than conquerors. You know that that set of words, more than conquerors, that's one word in the Greek. And it speaks in the Greek of a hyper victory. So let me describe. Most of the time when we watch people start and finish a race, they start strong. But the length of the race, the challenge of the race, means when they finish, sometimes they barely finish. It's all they can do to finish. Like they, they break through that finish line and, and it's like their last uh, bit of energy. More than conquerors, being one word in the Greek, describes a runner that finishes, and get this in your heart, that finishes stronger than how he or she started. Only by the power of God to make us more than conquerors can we fix our hope in this, that we will finish strong. You see, we're, we're going to be renewed. Paul said, the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. I'm reminded of Caleb in the Old Testament. At age 40, he wanted to move into the promised land and he wanted to take on the giants. But because of their discouragement and unbelief, they ended up in the wilderness for another 40 years. Finally, when Caleb was 80 years old, the opportunity presented itself for him to go into the promised land. And here's what he said, give me this mountain because I'm as able today as I was then. He was as fresh and full of determination, confidence, and courage at age 80 as he was at age 40. You know why? Because he experienced the power of God that makes a person more than a conqueror. He not only finished, but he finished strong. We're going to finish this year strong. We're going to start the race of 2021 fresh and powerful. 
and we're going to finish. We're going to finish this race as a conqueror. The Bible goes on to say in verse 38, for I am convinced. Do you see the sequence that Paul is putting together here? He's letting you know that God's working all things. The goal of this working is so good that God is for you, that nothing will separate you, that you're more than a conqueror. And he goes on to say, now I am living in such confidence. I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. These phrases, they're called polarities. They're, they're both uh, individual and powerful. So you have uh, death and life, both powerful. Angels and demons, both are powerful, present and the future. But they're not able to bring separation. The power of God is just that awesome so that you and I can be convinced. And when all of this comes together in your heart, you will run the race of 2021 that is set before you with focus, with faith, victory, perseverance, and confidence. There are some athletes, they get stronger as the game goes on. That's going to be you in this new year. You're going to get stronger as the days pass. It was years ago that there was this incredible fire in Yellowstone National Park. It's one of the greatest they've ever had. It was incredibly damaging, and so they sent in a lot of researchers to evaluate the potential of the recovery. They watched months in to something that astounded them, and they made this statement that the forest was going to make a vigorous recovery, that the forest would be reestablished. The trees that were burned down, they noticed that the new trees starting to come up were going to be eight times larger than the ones that were there. There are a few observations that I want to make. In City Light, I feel so strong about what I'm about to say as being personal for you. I want you to know that you are going to make a vigorous recovery. We have gone through the most incredible fiery trial, but you're coming through. And the goal of God's working in all of this is for the good, which means that you are going to be reestablished. The forest of your destiny, all that may seem to have been lost, there's going to be a vigorous recovery and a reestablishment of who you are, who God has called you to be, what God has called you to do. I want you to know that this is going to release the greatest potential in your life. It was interesting to read that 
they evaluated these trees that were eight times larger. The seed of each of those larger trees was in the previous trees. But they said that seed would have never been opened other than the heat of such an intense fire. The potential of city light is opening to a whole new level. And it's opened by the fiery trial that you've been through. I believe that about my church. I believe that 2021 is going to be the greatest comeback that we've ever experienced. The power in our gathering, the power of our relationships, the power of discipleship, the power of evangelism. I believe it will be greater than anything that we've ever seen. The enemy perhaps thought that this was going to devastate us, but he missed it. In fact, this fiery trial has opened up a seed of faith, confidence, prayer, worship, and servanthood that's beyond anything we've ever experienced before. Get ready because your best days are in front of you. I encourage you on this last weekend of 2020 and as you turn your focus to 2021 that you know in all things God is working for your good and that you know God is for you. Therefore, nothing will separate you. The hardship, the challenges, the pressure, no. You are more than a conqueror getting stronger by the step. And finally, my friend, it doesn't matter how supernatural and intense the adversity gets, height nor depth, angels nor demons, the past nor the present. None of those things will be able to separate you from the power of this love. And this love has the power to bring down fear and to release you to your best self. So I pray over you today that you will experience this kind of hope and strength as you enjoy the rest of this weekend and turn your hearts to a new year. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, there's never been a better time. I encourage you to just come to him in full surrender, full surrender, hold nothing back and experience the power of no condemnation, your sins forgiven, the guilt removed, and the power of no separation from the love of God through his son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for everyone in City Light. I pray for everyone watching right now that you would, by your grace, grip their heart, start a transformational process right now, let them move forward in the kind of promise that's captured in these words of Romans chapter 8. God, we look to you for the strength to finish strong, to start this new year strong, and to get stronger by the day. I pray in the name of Jesus that City Light Church would experience the result of this fiery trial that they've walked out with such faith the release of their greatest potential. I pray over Pastor Jabin and his family. I pray over their vision and the vision that is reaching Las Vegas. 
Lord, let it be the best year yet. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, City Light. Have a great rest of the day.